0: Icy Star Wars, a podcast by collectors for collectors. Hello, Imperial Commissary Community. This is Philip Brown, and I am here with our fearless leader, Michael Havens. Mike, how you doing? Good, good, brother. How are you? Been a long uh, time. It has been a long time, but for very good reason. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, we spent a lot of time working on ICCC 2021, which kind of ate up our time and uh mike we are going to do a special edition today with a iccc after show reports
1: i think it's great well i think a lot of people have been asking me a lot of questions and you a lot of questions all about icccon and uh what it did what happened how it was what went right stuff like that and uh We've been trying to answer them to the best of our ability individually, but it's been difficult, and uh, it's because the influx, well, you can agree with me on this one, Philippa. Uh, it's been crazy. It's completely different than any other year. There's way more people talking about it than ever before. Um, and way more people wanting to talk to us and ask us questions, right? So, absolutely, we figured that what we should do is we should push off the other uh, the other normal topics of the IC Star Wars podcast, and we should talk about ICC Con and ICC Con 2021, and what's going to happen with ICC Con 2022.
0: So, one quick show note: uh, we're going to do our best to get on a more regular schedule in the coming months. And uh, all of your favorite sections of the podcast will return next time. Uh, now let's dive into it. Uh, yeah, and
1: you don't ever have to worry. We're never going to leave you hanging. It's just you know we follow along on Facebook, follow along on YouTube, follow along with ICCCon. We really, really do stuff Star Wars all the time, and sometimes stuff takes precedence over the podcast. But that's why we're able to have awesome podcasts. Wait till you
0: hear what we get to tell you about.
1: Well, we're going to dive right into ICC con Philip, did you have a good time? That's first and foremost.
0: Uh, my answer to that is, are you kidding me? Right. Um, it was, you know, dude, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. Not just us, the entire leadership team and the volunteers, but something about, I mean, like every single step of the way is just an amazing time. Not that it's not hard work, but, yeah. uh, you know, this is the kind of thing that we all live life for. We We... We work and do, you know, do you have our day jobs and take care of our responsibilities and all this thing? But ultimately, what we want to do is is create relationships, create enjoyment in our life, and create memories. And this is the kind of con that does that. Right. So, yes, wonderful time. And uh, We had good weather. Uh, Did you like the weather? The weather was pretty good. I missed the pool, that's yeah. for sure. But uh, well, It's but I too think
1: cold it... for the pool. Even mine's still not open. I don't know what's going on
0: this year. Do you?
1: No, no, no. Uh, it's I freezing am, everywhere this year.
0: Yeah, it is uh, May in Los Angeles today, and it's pretty, pretty cold. Uh, yeah. We un- had, uncharacteristically cold. Man,
1: it was like 45 degrees when I woke up in the morning the other day, and it's the middle of May in Tennessee. Right. I mean, my pool is open May 2nd, usually. Mm-hmm. It's open by my anniversary. And, right. uh it's weird that it's it's still shut. But you know what? Yeah, that's okay. We had we had a good time. The weather was beautiful. It didn't rain. It was really, really nice. It was crisp and cold in the evenings. It would have been nice if it was a little bit warmer, but we're gonna try to rectify that next year with uh moving the dates a little bit farther into the summer to try to hedge our bets a little bit better about a freezing cold spring that we just had. But yeah. um yeah, no, uh also how was the venue?
0: Did you like the venue? Oh, uh, the venue! You know, Mike, I've had the privilege of uh, working with you since the beginning on this, and uh, a little bit better than look, the rodeo. I think so. I think it was uh, <laughs> quite quite a bit of an upgrade. Uh, it uh, look uh, the rodeo had its, was great. Uh, it had its charm. Yeah, it gave us the foundation for you know the ICCC of the future, and it gave us a, a chance to kind of prove the concept that this thing works. Uh, but and that I we can think, certainly handle a massive venue. <laughs> absolutely, and the step from the rodeo to the Sheraton Music City, I think, was a key step and a positive step because uh, a lot more space, a lot more comfort, a lot more amenities. But the greatest thing in the world is it changed the experience. People got to stay on site, eat on site, you know, hang out on site uh and um they were also uh, very accommodating with room sales and what people wanted
1: to do and stuff like that which was really cool Um, yeah
0: i mean you came down the elevator and you were right in the middle of everything and all you had to do was go left or right and in 20 paces and you're in the middle of it so uh from a perspective of of the guests it was uh i got a lot of feedback that, that it was a really really good upgrade
1: Yeah, no, it was a beautiful place, and uh, it was well laid out. We went through how many different
0: renditions of the map? Had to be 20 different renditions of the map, huh, Philip? Oh, man, I don't even know. All I can say is God bless the map master, David Becker, for uh, dealing with all of our changes.
1: Our Our biggest hurdle was obviously coronavirus, and there were so many different rules and regulations due to health codes and stuff like that. We really... Like, inches. Everything was measured out to the nanometer in order for us mm-hmm. to qualify and do everything right for the health codes. Um, so, you know, there were there is a lot of space we get to use next year, so we can add a bunch of tables, which is really cool. Um, but it was as as much as could have been fit in there during a pandemic was in there. It was overflowing. We were turning down vendor tables and this year's only going to be bigger and better. And uh, I do have to tell everybody, you know, I got to throw this out there. Even though we are talking about 2021, I do have to say, if you want to make sure you catch one of the last ICC cons that is really, really tiny and Family, tight knit, close, hanging out like it's just, you know, your parents' basement. That's how this is. Everybody's hanging out in one place. Everybody's having friendly relationships, stuff like that. And the reason why I bring it up is because, Phil, you know, we had so many more people this year. And we're gonna have so many more people next year. And it's gonna we're gonna have so many people. It's not gonna be any longer. We it can't be feasible to throw it at a hotel anymore. And that's what you know, is, is neat because we are growing so much and it's exciting. It's exciting to be on this path. You know, you're, you're with me on it and you know, it's exciting to be on, but it's also a little bit, um, I don't know. I'm, I really, really love this venue. And if we could keep it the same size forever, I would, but I don't think it's possible. I mean, I think, I don't know, Phil, we couldn't have taken five more people than came this year.
0: No, we could not. That is true. And, uh, you know, But uh, we'll have more space next year. So we can have more
1: people. But still, I don't think this venue can handle the size this convention is quickly becoming.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that's an interesting. But I
1: love them. Yes. Well, we all do. Shout out to Sheridan Music City,
0: right, Phil? 100%. So, Michael, uh, we're talking about uh, uh, the popularity and growth uh, of the ICCC over the next several years. Mm -hmm. And. You know, it, the technical term for that in industry speak is scaling. Um, there is no question that See, the I don't ICC do C- speak. I don't know anything. Thank <laughs> God I have you, Phil.
1: All I know scaling is when you go fishing. That's what you do after you go fishing. That's
0: it. Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, over time, of course, the ICC is going to uh, scale. And as our guests and our customers send us feedback saying they want more they want a thing. of course you've got to grow um and so we likely over time are going to be moving to several different venues depending on the demand from our audience Don't
1: but i can too
0: much yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly <sighs> Well, so, <laughs>
0: But uh, I just right, don't right, want right. you to
1: give away If, if You know our five-year down-the-line plans, man Ex- exactly, yeah, exactly Those are going to be something else Stay
0: tuned, well, folks <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, Michael, uh, I'm going to speak for you and Andrea in particular But I think you'll agree with this No matter how we scale yeah. How we grow How big we get We are always going to remain committed to our core values
1: Oh, for sure We're not going to be able to keep it all in one hotel anymore. Where are we going to find a hotel that's big enough, Phil? No, no. Well, But we're always going to keep our core values for sure. You're not going to see anything pervy and stuff like that and no repro, of course, and family friendly and no picking on people. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. But there is a a bigger dimension to that, Mike, and that is um, uh, when you walk into what, what are some of the reasons the ICCC is the convention of the future? It is focused on the fans. It's focused on the collectors. Yeah. It is by collectors, for collectors. And when you walk in the door, uh, we work our butts off to make sure that you feel like you're walking in to our living room, into our collecting room, into our environment. Yeah. Into, you know It is a family it, it in the truest sense of the form. It is all about the guest experience. And when you walk into a, uh, any other con, You know, you might be there excited to see something or buy something that you want, but you immediately feel like you're there as a cash grab. Right. And that is never what we have focused on has never been the reason that this was done. It was strictly out of. Well, I mean, you've all heard the story, but, uh, you know, Michael stuck his neck out because of the that for those exact reasons that other cons make you feel like you're being, you know, fleeced we can guarantee you the bigger we get we're still going to make you feel like you're walking i into... may have
1: definitely explained what i was saying wrong
0: what i meant yeah. is the reason
1: why i'm saying you got to come this year if you want to be if you want to have that experience here's the thing man you know you could be all right you could be somebody who says you know what i saw aerosmith at this little tiny bar in london before they were anybody and it was epic Mm -hmm. You can say that right now. You can come this year if you buy your ticket early enough. Philip. there's no way the tickets aren't going to sell out this year. There's no way all the vendor tables aren't. I had a vendor table list, a waiting list of 25 people. I mean, I'm not worried about any of that. What I'm trying Mm -hmm. to convey to people is that if you want to be able to say you were there when ICCCon was still Tiny when everybody was hanging out all night in this one hotel with a convention center and with all these guest stars and blah 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 blah, blah. Now's the time. And the reason right. why I say that is because I want everyone to be able to experience an incredible, incredible, cost-effective convention. And the problem is, is more and more people are coming, so which is a great problem to have. So we have mm-hmm. to get bigger. If we are going to, as you, I'll use your word, if we're going to scale, we <laughs> have to get out of just the hotel and convention center after this right. year. It's not going to be possible to do anymore. So that's why I'm trying to convey to people, if you haven't been to an ICC con, if you're planning on coming to one, if you're planning on, oh, I don't know if I'll go this year, maybe I'll go to the next one. Um, don't miss this year if you can help it because people are going to miss it that want to go because it's going to sell out. And uh, when, it, when it does that... I, I, you know what I'm saying, man. This is like seeing Aerosmith in that tiny bar. That's what's going mm-hmm. on right now. Is right. you get it? Because there is no way, there is no way we can't go massive. I mean, 40 guest stars. You mm-hmm. know, 200 vendor tables, 300 vendor tables, whatever. You know, rent a giant civic center downtown Nashville or something. It's gonna, Phil. You see the numbers. You
0: see the back background stuff, just like I do. Oh yeah, like, you know. Look, like, you know, uh, uh, ICCC3 uh, provided a unique um, uh, change in what we're doing. You know, we've.
1: Like at the last one, man, at the last one at the the Franklin, I -hmm. mean, we had to scale out of that in order to get to where we are. So this is just a change. It's not like the core values are ever going to change. No. But but it's... I just want people to know the last chance to just be all together in a hotel with a convention center and everything, unless they build like. I don't know, or give us like a giant Vegas hotel. Do you know exactly. what I mean? But exactly, we're already selling yeah. out the rooms. We what are we gonna do? One hundred percent. Cause see, I just announced that the room block is back on sale. Right, mm-hmm. what two right. weeks ago?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: literally two days after that, half of the room block was sold. Exactly. Like right. that's that's fifty percent. I mean, we didn't hit fifty percent till what February twentieth, something right. like that. <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah. i mean dude it's as soon as these tickets go on sale fourth of july forget about it phil Got and it. then you know and i just i don't know i just don't want people to miss out because this is it
0: this is oh the, absolutely
1: this absolutely. is the last like little teeny tiny it's not teeny tiny it's already big but <laughs> you know what i mean dude i mean uh, next year you're gonna have to have really comfortable crocs exactly. you know or the year after because it's gonna be big big
0: Whenever an event or anything scales like this grows or evolves, you always run the risk of becoming more corporate, right? And yeah, what I'm know how saying many people that, I've
1: turned down, man. I'm obnoxious. We're never going to go corporate. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, we will never, ever, ever uh, uh, make you feel like you're walking into a corporate environment that's a money grab. Yeah, I uh, guarantee you everyone out there
1: can... Uh, can, can confirm that I am hard-headed. What do you think, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: uh, I know that for sure.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry. The core of the ICCC will always be the same for sure. But um, obviously we have to grow. And look at how wonderful it is when we do grow. I mean, look at how much nicer everything was this year compared to previous years, even though they were wonderful. And uh, that's the same thing we're going to bring you. So one more year at the teeny tiny one. Don't miss out on your tickets. Don't miss out on your vendor booths. And then we're going, it's time to keep
0: going, man. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> another another thing too, as I mentioned, of the issues that we faced flipped on their heads for ICCC3, which mm-hmm. is uh, we were trying to find spaces to put everybody, Yes. right? Uh, there was so much demand. It was for, a lot
1: with the Corona too,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. there was well, yeah, yeah between ticket sales and VIP sales and vendor booths and clubs and guest stars. Uh, well, even though we were, were working s- on it, man, so much demand for yeah. space that the issue became: where do we? How do we? How do we arrange all this? How do we do yeah. all this? And, and uh, that was fairly fairly unexpected yeah. uh, during a pandemic year. Well, we had to keep uh, changing
1: it. That's what the problem was. Because you guys had a great plan, what, eight months ago?
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But but we had to keep redoing it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mm. But, you know, Mike, I don't think that we can describe ICCC3 as anything but a success. A resounding success. Uh, So I guess enough about our back room planning and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the features and everything that happened at the show. We had what? great... Uh, I, I like the panels, man. The
1: panels, I thought, went great. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the guest star room. I have some ideas for it for next year. But I, I just... You know how it was, man. With the things we had to go through and the things we had to make exact, it was really mm-hmm. phenomenal the amount of human beings we were able to move through one space without them not only not really being hassled by the unbelievably heavy restrictions... Um, Mm -hmm. but also they didn't notice it was because of the restrictions. (laughs) Wasn't that cool? Like we only got a handful of complaints and they were literally all, what was it, Phil? We got to leave through Uh, the back and come through the front and
0: yeah. You know, those things and, you know, stand six feet apart and follow this line, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but it was all Corona things. The the right.
1: the walking people in and out was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal the way we moved human beings through that building legally.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we didn't get shut down and the complaints were uh, uh, at a minimum. And so, uh, wonderful. Interesting thing. Very few people know this and people may not care, right? But we didn't actually know that we would be able to have iccc 2021 until february right
1: yeah that's when we actually uh we actually started off i mean i rented the venue a year before
0: so then we ended up having to do maybe six months worth of uh uh, work within two months to get it ready to go so it was really a massive effort and we're so glad we were able to invite everybody into a uh, convention that Uh, many people have been waiting a long time to enjoy. All wings reporting. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by.
1: Well, let's hit some of
0: the coolest things that happened, man. Uh, What did you you dig the most? Well, heck, dude, I mean, there's so many of the counts uh fact number 1 the fact that we actually were able to have uh uh the first uh, sci-fi convention in Tennessee uh in the nation in a post pandemic uh uh kind of environment that was the, probably the coolest thing the fact that we were able to get together and
1: uh, and do this but it's a month later and we're still about the only one that I've heard of
0: Exactly you know there's little toy shows popping up here and there and some things to And that's to wonderful I love right. them
1: call right. us tell us we'll we'll hype your toy show Yes, yes, yes.
0: Well, um, I really liked the number of custom uh, ICC-branded stuff this year, particularly the Matt Brookins, Boba Fetts, You know, the custom artwork from uh, uh, Jeremiah Pantoa, Joseph Chambers, their figures. I was really on a sort of a custom kick this year, and there was a ton of it. Just amazing, phenomenal stuff. Um, Well, you know what, man?
1: That's that's something that I decided. Uh, I know most other conventions, they always say you can't use the logo, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to get this, and then you have to make it in triplicate, and you have to... You know what? I am going to change it, though, where they have to send us five of each for the archives, because I forgot to do that, and I should do that because we do have archives, and it is part of it now, but um, what happens is it... people come to me and they're like you know i don't mean to ask but is it okay if i use the logo and i put it right out there i say yes here's Mm -hmm. the hero logo you see i put the drive folder out there Mm
0: -hmm. and i'm like
1: here's the hero logo put it on absolutely anything you want you want to make swag you want to make stuff you want to sell i don't Mm -hmm. care um the convention exclusive was the figures that i commissioned from matt brookens i bought those figures and sold them as the convention exclusive and that money went to charity for the profits um so that's what those are those are the actual Mm -hmm. convention exclusive the other thing are more like fan-made exclusives. That's how how much, what is it called, how much uh, magic surrounds ICCCon is that right. people take it upon themselves not only because it is profitable to do so. I am quite sure that everybody that had those sold them out. Um, mm mm-hmm. It's profitable to do so, but it also shows the love for the convention, and they come and they say, would it be okay if we do this? As long as it's nothing pervy, of course. And right. And I don't think there's any other convention that'll let you slap their logo, because they're always afraid they'll lose money from the con store, but that's mm-hmm. not us. Right. I don't care. I mean, don't do something we have at the con store so I don't get stuck mm-hmm. with a garage full of it, please, but... hmm Do you know what I mean? I'm never going to stop somebody from being excited that something exists. I... I Dude, I talk about humbled. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a silly little idea that you know that right, people absolutely. care about that much that they make products for their businesses.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah.
1: involve it. That's so cool, dude. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm never gonna hamstring anybody like that. But no, yeah. that is a, a point I've been trying to make: is we don't we don't stop you. We, we want you to love ICCC.
0: Absolutely. Just like us.
1: We're all fans. You know, it's for collectors by collectors. What kind of people would we be if we said, hey, listen, you gotta get approval before we allow you to Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. You know, and and what does that do, man? It just it it creates memories. It it it's it's an experience, right? Yeah, and why are do, phenomenal? Why, why do we collect in the first place? For that yeah. very same reason. <laughs> yeah. For the nostalgia so, and the memory factor of it for yeah. sure. That was that was good.
1: Now, uh, well, also, can my, you see a lot of my tastes oozing into ICCC there? I mean, <laughs> I am a guy with art galleries. Do we have more artists than any other convention, or what? Oh, Live yeah, paintings and Disney awesome. artists drawing stuff, and right, it was right. wild.
0: You know, and, you know, other my other favorite things are some of them are continuing. Uh, the most vintage collectibles, uh, toy collectibles, under one roof. Uh, oh yeah, that I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, by far Uh,
1: i mean like even when we were younger well you saw them in stores man you ever see a kb toy store with that many vintage toys
0: yeah that was like five of them yeah it was (laughs) nuts Mm -hmm.
1: which was so Um, cool that was the whole point in the beginning was to make somewhere where there would actually be vintage toy vendors instead of all you know you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not trying to pick on it but i mean yeah i like pops enough and people can collect and love whatever they want for sure i am 100 percent behind that but i didn't think it was fair when it was only pops or fuzzy foxtails or ginseng gum and bean juice and you know what i mean like, right. When's the last time you've been to a convention with vintage toys, man?
0: No, it, it it almost never happens. And the the point is, if you are a collector, a toy lover, you know whatever. It, I mean, if you like things like this, there's something for everybody. And by the way, there's multiple things for for everybody. So, uh, yep. It, it well, just, that was. Let me let me take
1: it over because my you you did your thing you liked you know what I liked Phil what'd
0: you like what'd I you liked
1: know? things that I have absolutely no connection to that happened um, mm-hmm. for example the magic tournament for example Warhammer that Warhammer tournament do you know the guy that won that Warhammer tournament I mean besides getting a free TV from us he became like the third top ranked Warhammer player in the world
0: that is so like, crazy
1: and I didn't even know what Warhammer was twelve mm-hmm. months ago. Like, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's awesome. I went in there. Did you go in that room? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was it's in so there. cool. It's like Lord yeah. of the Rings on tables.
0: Now, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons in a big way. I used way to play D&D,
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. why the D&D room was cool, but I've, I have some connection.
0: Well, I'll tell you, when I walked into the Warhammer room, these guys are standing around the table with yeah. these massive displays. They're using measuring tapes to, to, to figure out trajectory and distances and things like that.
1: And it's I was no joke.
0: Going, I was blown yeah. the way. I had never seen that. and uh, But we're smoke. making tournament history
1: and stuff that never crossed my mind as something that would be at the con. And that is amazing to me because it means it's growing way past me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's growing way past my ideas, my feelings, my wants, and it's growing mm-hmm. into something so special for more people. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter what you collect. I collect vintage right. Star Wars toys. Philip right. collects vintage and modern Star Wars <laughs> toys. <laughs> but, you know, sure. I see stuff behind you because we're on video chat while we record these because we're actually friends. But there's, like, dragons and stuff on that back thing. What is that? That's something else that you collect. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. People collect different things, and that's what this convention is. It's for all collectors. So if there's something ever that we're missing, just because it doesn't mean if we don't do it, it doesn't mean it's not something that fits at ICCC. So tell us. Reach out to Phil. Reach out to myself. Reach out to anybody on the leadership team and say, hey, you know what? We're missing blah, 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 which I play all the time with my friends, and it's a really cool thing, and people dig it, and we'll figure out a way to fit it in there or get you to run the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, a key component to pushing uh, the ICCC forward is ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know what, when it comes to ideas, uh, five brains are better than three, 10 brains are better than five. Mm-hmm. So the more suggestions that you send us, the more context we get. Uh, to we never take them the wrong way.
1: We really don't. We really want mm-hmm. all your suggestions, good, bad, ugly, whatever because it allows mm-hmm. us to grow and make it better and you guys can see that every year you come it's
0: better <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know look just look at the so look at look at all the social media uh, channels Mike look at the I Facebook haven't even gone into
1: and... any of our archives or any of our data to mm-hmm. put out posts yet because everybody else right. has been taking care of it have you Because you know Uh, how we save everything. Every other year, it was like me going, hey, look at this cool thing that happened. Look at this cool thing, you know. But this year, it's like I have not really posted anything except for maybe four pictures, five pictures.
0: Well, exactly. And that's the point. This whole thing was was done to bring the community together, right? And not just the Star Wars collecting community, but all the collecting communities. And, you know, we've got a long ways to go to do that. but. This year was the year that the officially the community has taken ownership of, you know, of the ICCC and made it theirs. It really and, has.
1: You could see it where you were saying with the customs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they really have made it theirs. It's beautiful. right? Man. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's the whole point. That is exactly the reason why. Well, well I signed up to do this with you, Mike, yeah. uh, is, is uh, that, you know, all the the building blocks to why we live life and how we get enjoyment out of life go into the iccc yep. and uh gosh well how about
1: that podcast stage man Did you
0: see that is jim orman <laughs> and those dudes oh it was my beautiful. gosh
1: yeah and jim was... and them you know what they they run the eclectic collective podcast and mm-hmm. it's great ectv check them out um but uh they had me on the podcast a couple times because they're members of the IC and they went to the first ICCC and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I've been on their podcast a couple times and they came to me and they were like, you ever think about having a podcast room? And I'm like, yeah, man, like I've always thought about it. I have podcasters come and stuff like that, but I've never had somebody to run the room. The way ICC Con works, Philip knows this, but the way it works is somebody comes to us and they say, hey, I excel at this. This is what I do for my real job. I'm great in this field. I want to help. And then we let them pretty much do whatever they want, as long as it's, you know, within reason. You know what I mean, Phil? Like, mm-hmm. am I the... And you could tell people, really, I'll, I'll, I'll mute my earpieces. But uh, <laughs> am I the kind of guy that's ever going to turn down a solid idea from somebody that knows what they're talking about?
0: Well, you don't have to turn your mic off or your headphones off, Mike, because I'm just going <laughs> to tell you the truth. The truth is absolutely not. Right. If it's a good idea if it is uh, something that is going to be valuable or entertaining to the community. And by the way, if the person making the suggestion has the talent, the knowledge, and the wisdom to pull it off, why not? Exactly. Why not? And that
1: right? really, really took, uh, took hold, well, shoot, from the first year. That's always been the, the motto for the Imperial Commissary, too, and ICCC. But it's always been, I never ask anybody to do anything. They come to me and ask. Um, And the reason why is because I don't want to ever have anybody do anything. Because this is all for fun. And if you're not going to get the enjoyment out of it and it's not something you want to do, I don't want you doing it. Because it comes through in both the work and it comes through in the way that people perceive um, the things that you do. And I don't want people to feel like I'm pushing anybody to do anything. So I never ever ask anybody straight out, hey, come help me with ICCCon. Come help me with this. Well, maybe my sister. I definitely just <laughs> pushed her into service, but, uh, nice. no, but I mean, even you, you came to me, Phil, and, uh, it was wonderful. You were, you were the first one on the first year. I mean, besides Andrea and, uh, who is like, okay, go ahead, crazy person, throw a convention. But, uh, you came to me and you, what did you say? You said, Hey Mike, I don't know if you need help or not, but I happen to run conventions for Rotary Club and, mm-hmm. uh, if you need any help, let me know. And I was like, please, dear God, thank you so much. Help me. (laughs) Yes. We're best friends now. And that's how we met. And, uh, Phil does all this on his own and he's great. And it's been an expense in both time and money, but, uh, he does it because he gets it. He sees it. And that's the same thing that has happened with all the leadership team. And it, it happened, uh, the second year we started getting really, you know, we had, uh, some people who really had heart in it. Like, uh, Justin. Justin Wilson. He, he started up the video game tournament, and it's great. And it was there the second year, and he was on the second year. And then we had uh, Dave O'Brien, who helped out the second year, but then it ended up coming out that he happens to work with a guy or own or partially own or whatever, like the world's largest D&D museum in Chicago. But I didn't know because we always talked about Star Wars. And he's like, you ever thought about having D&D? And I'm like, yes, please put it in. Here's a section. Tell me what you need. We'll get it done. And the D&D room was awesome. And we had Jeff Duck Gleason, who was an awesome guy who actually wrote uh, D&D things from when we were growing up. I mean, talk about a cool guest star. And he sat there all day for three days and ran dungeons and dragon games he dm'd games for mm-hmm. three days and it was phenomenal and all i know phil is at the end of the night when we were locking everything up D was the one saying hey can we just stay an extra like half an hour an extra hour we'll lock our room and we'll leave through the
0: side and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but, i think uh, we had to we had to assign security to stay a little bit yeah, after time that's totally what we got, did
1: we right? literally put a security guy right there until they were all right? done but yeah that's how much they were having fun and that's wonderful and mm-hmm. That's all because Dave O'Brien came to me and said, hey, Mike, do you think we could? And and different sections have done that. You know what I mean? And it's gotten better and better. So we want to hear, you know, that that Warhammer thing, it came from nowhere. A right. guy in Knoxville saw that we were having a con, and he's like, hey, man, I throw these Warhammer tournaments, and I wonder if you'd be interested. And I was like, sure, talk, what's a Warhammer? <laughs>
0: Well, you know the crazy thing about that—the guy who ran that—I believe his name was Stephen Valle. Yep,
1: yep, that's Uh, him. Is
0: that right? Right. Really nice guy. Um, Yep. I ended up talking to him quite a bit, and uh, you know he was hesitant at the beginning of what the con, uh, the convention aspect of this would be, and um, he is super super excited about doing this next year because we, you know, well we didn't create, but at ICCC, a number three world champion was made. Yeah. And he got a TV. And and he got a TV. (laughs) So uh, uh, I I think it was not only a success for ICCC, but a success for the Warhammer community. Well, see, I think what
1: happens a lot with these folks is they try to do something like this with a corporate type convention and Mm -hmm. that corporate type convention is like all right you do this you do this this is what your rules are this is what you have to do blah 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 and we were more like all right how much room do you need how many tables do you need how many chairs (laughs) do you need remember the warhammer guys we thought their chairs were wrong because they gave us they were like we only need two chairs and the reason why is i guess they never sit for like nine hours (laughs) it's amazing amazing endurance amazing game i'm very excited i don't know if i could ever play it because i don't think i want to stand for nine hours but Mm -hmm. really really cool man but that's the thing he isn't an ic member doesn't collect star wars um has no connection to me whatsoever Mm -hmm. and he called me out of the blue, but that's what I'm saying. Make the phone call, make the connection, write me. I was meeting John Cousins today, and uh, he's a member off the i c and uh we had a lunch because he his daughter is thinking about uh an internship down here in Belmont and mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh we we had lunch today, and he was talking we were talking, and he was like, "You know, I'd really like i know i'm not uh I haven't been around forever, but I really love the i c and I'd like to help more." And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, that's, you know, and I told him the same exact thing. I just told everybody here. I never ask anybody to help, but if you want to help, tell me what you do good and go for it. Why not? Um, Right. I mean, we have great people. Like, I'm going a little off of the ICC thing to Mm -hmm. IC, but uh, look at Kirk Keck with his mystery mail call. You see that, you know? Right. And he gives away free stuff, and he's found his calling. Now he runs the Power of the Pay It Forward page, and Mm -hmm. it's because he loves to... You know, make people's day with extra stuff he has because he's a crazy person collector like me that has too much. Um, yeah, uh,
0: the mystery it, mail call guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Kirk Keck, let me tell you something about Kirk Keck, and nobody's going to know this and he'll be embarrassed that I said it on the radio. But what Kirk Keck did, you want to know somebody who believes in what we're doing here, Phil? Kirk Keck bought a VIP badge for him and his wife day one, they went on sale. Right. Then day one, volunteers opened up. He and his wife volunteered. I reached out to him. I said, are you kidding me? You just bought VIP badges, dude. Why are you volunteering? You already have access to everything. He's like, no, I want to help, but I want the badges because I want the access to that, too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, man, if you want to. And, you know, Kirk and Shannon Keck worked all weekend. With VIP mm-hmm. badges around their neck. They didn't have to do anything. That's what this show is, folks. It's not about the bottom line. It's not about the dollars and cents. It's about people. It's about community. And that community comes together. You think it takes a town to raise a baby? Well, shoot. It takes a city to make a convention. And... Right. It's beautiful because they all want to be there. They want to help. It is their decision. It is all of our decision. It's my decision to be a crazy person that wants. I don't need to do this. It's Phil's mm-hmm. decision to be a crazy person that wants to do He doesn't need to do this. Like at <laughs> all. None of us need to do this. We do it because we love it. We love this community. And it is high time for something special and wonderful and kind to happen mm-hmm. in this world again. And that's what right. ICC is. And it'll never, ever lose that.
0: Right right absolutely you know one of the funnest things for me is mike is uh, unlike you <laughs> not
1: every
0: not everybody in the world knows who i am yet right um <laughs> uh, yet uh, <laughs> I need to get you back, in front of the
1: tv more if we well, started actually you know, putting these videos that we do when we talk on the podcast onto youtube
0: or something you know okay. we'll get you out there well well, I enjoy being the guy behind the guy behind the guy. That's kind of been my my jam all this time. Well, we still uh, got to wrap your truck in a bunch of Boba fettes or something. I you I need a little it. bit of
1: more obnoxious to you, Phil. That's right, the right, problem. Right. We'll get right. you
0: going. <laughs> because I'm not well known, um, uh, or people you know don't connect the name in the face. Uh, they lose. You know, I hear a lot of conversations uh, as I was walking through, and and the th- and the thing I love about it is they're raw. They're honest. Yeah, I and never hear those. I've heard, you know, a, a, a half a dozen conversations from people talking about the con, talking about you and how, uh, you know, gosh, they put so much time and effort and money into it. And they lose every time, but they keep doing it because they love this. And I mean, the messages were just all, you know, we're, were so uh, um, thankful and, um, uh, sort of, uh, uh, that 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 you, we do this, you know, at a cost that most people wouldn't move forward with, you know, faced yeah. with that reality. And this yeah, is really what the ICCC is about. I've
1: you lived know. in a junkie apartment, man. I, I can make, you know, I can make do on hot dogs. I'm not fancy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but, uh uh, there was one I was sitting on the balcony at the uh, Sheraton Music City one, time, and I heard uh, a conversation a couple of balconies down, some guy talking to someone on the phone or something like that about Michael Havens. Yeah, the guy, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's You know, he's the, like the greatest guy in the world. He loses a million dollars every year, but he oh, keeps goodness. doing it. This, that, you, know, you know, very inaccurate. But dude, th- that's the impression that the con leaves on people is. It, it, not only does it build them up because there's lots <laughs> of cool things to see and do, it, it gets them pumped and excited because it really feels, I, I believe, and, and I believe this from the side of the, of the planning side, right? But I believe it makes people feel like this is really for them. It it's is. really for you. And that Mike is where you get a lot of credit, you know, um, wow. uh, 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 is, is making this, f- you know, for the fans, for the collectors. And that's what we will never, ever lose. I'll tell you. And
1: no, we'll never lose it. And so much so that I, I mean, I want to make it absolutely clear. Anybody that has ever had any problems or any doesn't like anything or ever, you know, gave grief to me or my fellow admins or my fellow leadership team people when they thought we were some flash in the pan. Um, they're always welcome back. And I will mm-hmm. never, ever hold it against them. None of us will. You know that, Phil. We know right. who they are. We've talked about them, stuff like that. But we would never, ever, ever hold any of that. Because that's not what this is about. We want to mm-hmm. all play together. As soon right. as you decide that you want to do that too, we are here with open arms.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair?
1: I think so. 100%. 100%. All right. But I just want to make that super clear. Because I don't want to thank people that it's ever they ever can't come back. I mean, as long as you didn't rob anybody, you know,
0: you can always come back. <laughs> That's the rules. <laughs> no yeah, robbing no, people. <laughs> no more missing. No more missing paintings.
1: <laughs> yeah, no more, yeah, that was only missing for like 15 minutes. That was a wild story, man. But yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We
0: uh, onward and upward, right?
1: Yeah. But that's what I I just I don't know, man, I want to make it super clear because, you know, it's tough for us to convey because we we live it. We're immersed in it. So we understand what this is for, because both of us can look at our bank accounts and realize that we've lost money and, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. And some people don't believe it or don't think it. Um, Anybody who can sit there with a calculator can sure as heck tell. Uh, But uh, it's not at all about that. Luckily, thankfully, we have good jobs. Right, Phil? Oh yeah. And so right. it doesn't hurt us like that. But it also Man, you cannot put any kind of price tags on the kind of memories that we just attained this year. Exactly. I don't care if it costs 10 million dollars. Do you know right. what I mean? Um mm-hmm. so, well I would care because I'd definitely be broke cuz I'm not rich like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, Phil? It's it's really mm-hmm. There is really nothing about the money. I mean, eventually, here's the thing. Eventually, well, we'll talk about it another day. But Phil's looking into something Mm -hmm. that'll make it, you know. But we do need to make money in order to get better things. It's just the way the world works. Um, But that'll come eventually. And until then, we'll just, you know, keep going yeah i'll keep footing the bill until i'm broke it's not like trucking <laughs> has ended you know i still got trucking people still buy art we'll be all right <laughs> <Yeah>. you
0: know <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, you know not, not,
1: not <laughs> it's not like they're gonna stop using yeah. trucks if
0: 3d printers get a heck of a lot better then uh-huh. we're in
1: tough shape for iccc but yeah <laughs> right yeah
0: yeah, And I understand, Mike, uh, the guys who plan and produce ICCC are talking about ICCC right now on this podcast. So we don't want to gush too much, but I got to say one thing. Um, George Lucas once described the difference between happiness and joy, right? Okay. And it was something that stuck with me for a long time, right? Uh, you know, you don't want to work, you know, actually a good choice in life, a decision to, uh, to plan your life trajectory is not to chase happiness because happiness is a drug you buy a new car you're happy with it 6 months later it's you know not new anymore and you want a new car right, right. uh joy is doing things for other people that that it stays with you forever happiness is a corporate con okay mm-hmm. you go there you get something you get fleeced in you you know, we do this to create joy right yeah. out of the you're out in. of joy and uh, uh, I-, I tell you yeah, you know, I haven't made a dime doing any of this, and I know you. No. I know you have not. <laughs> but 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 are we going to do this for years and years and years to come? Yeah, one hundred percent for that very reason.
1: I'll tell you what: if it kept happening the way it did the first year, I couldn't have done it for years and years to come. The first year banged <laughs> me up, man. The first year was a lot of dough out and like five dollars in. Um, uh-huh. But the second year wasn't nearly as bad, even though it was still bad. And this year, man. If there was no Corona, I think we would have made a dollar and we could all split it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heck, you if you could
1: find a pain phone, you could afford to use it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, you know I, I know you made a big deal. This is, I'm going a whole different direction right now. But That's uh, I know that last year you made a big deal about, uh, and for, for, for uh, um, uh, obvious reasons, I'm sorry, not last year, 2019. I yeah. keep forgetting. Actually, I'd love to forget 2020, but no, no, it uh, hardly counts anyway. Nothing much <laughs> happened, you know. We you know, all kind of just hung out. 2019, we had three rocket-firing boba prototypes in the under the house, but this year, well, there were four like, actually. Just one didn't come out. Yeah, that, that was the yeah, one that yeah.
1: sold that big monster.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love seeing that uh, uh, AFA80 plus vinyl Cape Jawa. Oh, yeah, that uh, flew off the that, shelves. That, that didn't even shelves.
1: last. Yeah, that didn't
0: even yeah. last a few hours. Uh, that was, was this year. Yeah, that was this mm-hmm. year. I was stoked this year for 2021 to see that. Um, um, I'd never seen one carded before. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, Jawas are one of my one of my little focuses too. And mm-hmm. and uh, uh, someday. I'll have that in my collection. It's not going to cost me 180 grand, right. you know. Maybe, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was a good time. But where else do you get to see stuff like that, Mike?
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I hear you. No, it's stuff like that you do not see. Um, it it was incredible this year. Just the amount of stuff at the room sales, uh, all the prototypes and pre-production stuff that was at the room sales, and that was even on site. Um, there was more. There was vintage Star Wars, everything, but there was tons of modern. Modern was flying off the shelves, man. Mm-hmm. That's why Andrea got the idea in her head to open the store, maybe, is because of the modern. Modern was just like everything modern. People were like, I'm looking for X, Y, Z of X, Y, Z line, and it was there. Um, I know you the know, vendors. My brother.
0: Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, my brother, Chad. Uh, Did he buy who, modern? Uh, helped. <laughs> helped out quite a bit. Uh, and my dad, you know, it's, it's not like a family affair. You know, yeah. yeah. My uh, uh, brother and dad came for the, the third uh, time in a row. My yeah. brother dumped thousands on modern. Um, See? And uh, he, he loves the modern stuff and uh, uh, just had a, a, a great time. Was, uh, you could find, like, whatever you want at a good price. Yeah, there was know?
1: really everything. And it was mm-hmm. the whole scale. It was vintage to modern ridiculously mm-hmm. high priced rare items and not ridiculously but proper price but I mean right. it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean right. that Jawa was what eighteen thousand dollars? Exactly. Which is a fair price nowadays, but still that's uh-huh. crazy amount of money right. for a three and three quarter figure. Um right. but that kind of stuff, it just mm-hmm. it was there and it, it's always there and the amount of collectors that come, some of the stuff That people just Mm -hmm. had in their pockets or in a bag that I saw was nuts. It was Um, crazy. Even Patsy, how cool was he, donated even a model trim. And I'll tell you what, man, you could go to every convention in the United States for the Uh next year. And there's a 99.9% chance you won't see a single model trim, let alone 30 of them for sale and one Mm -hmm. in the charity auction that was donated. You know what I mean? Like, It was bonkers.
0: It was totally bonkers. Can, can I just tell one quick little story? It's yeah, this is you know I'm gonna go back to my, my brother Chad. You know and and thank you Chad for actually saving my butt uh, when we <laughs> were uh, uh, trying trying to figure out uh, uh, how to do some signage uh, to to correct some of the issues we had on site. He busted his butt uh, helping us out with some things. But anyway, well, you guys were even uh,
1: helping me pack up the storage unit
0: at the end of the night. <laughs> it was me and the Browns. That was the game. Yeah. I, I love my family, but neither uh, yeah, as it may. Man. My brother Chad didn't have an SDCC exclusive Boba Fett. Okay. So he sourced one from uh, uh, none none other than David Becker. And then he was able to take it over to the guest star room and have Dickie Beer, uh, Daniel Logan, and Mark Anthony Austin sign it. Right. And then he was able to take it 10 paces right outside to get the the autographs. JSA um,
1: certification. uh,
0: JSA. And then he was able to take it. And walk another hundred paces over to C A S and grade it. Right, incredible. Like, uh, like how was it? Not only you found the figure you want, the people who made that figure come to life are right there to sign it. Yep. the people who authenticate autographs are right there to authenticate those autographs, and the people that are going to preserve it forever as a museum piece are another. Fu- you yeah. can't, you can't do that anywhere
1: with anything.
0: Right? I with mean, any that's thing. like
1: having like. I don't know. That's like having a Taco Bell that merges with a Dairy Queen, that like right. merges with a I don't know movie theater that <laughs> merges with a yeah. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. awesome. And it's one, so, two, three, four, and you went right through. That's really cool, okay. man. Yeah. So
0: Chad's Chad scored, and he was one of many because I think Cass. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Cass was saying that this was probably one of their best convention. Uh, shows. you are actually wrong ever. man uh
1: yeah. cast said this was by far their best convention ever period. ever right
0: it right.
1: wasn't one of their best it was the right. best they have ever had jsa mm-hmm. did well um i walked around the vendor room and i know numerous ones of those vendors you walked around the vendor room we make sure that we connect with everybody who comes to the show and check if they did okay I did not hear a single vendor that did not tell me it was either one of their best shows in 40 years or their best Mm -hmm. show ever. Right, right. It was, and the reason why is because it's not a bunch of looky-loos, it's collectors. Mm -hmm. This is for collectors, by collectors, all the collectors come here. Of course it works, vendors. (laughs) You know?
0: You yeah, exactly. It, if you it, got everybody... ice
1: cream and me and Phil walk in, we're gonna have a
0: scoop. It's... <laughs> exactly. Oh man. So yeah, what what a uh, uh, wonderful, amazing journey uh, the ICC is well, is and has been. Man,
1: we're we're just at the beginning.
0: We haven't Absolutely. even gotten
1: on the, the big ship yet. We're only on the little ship, getting to the big ship.
0: Right. You know. Right.
1: Or, or, yeah. I'm excited, man. We still got to go galaxies far, far away.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, Mike, should we uh talk a little bit about 2022? Sure.
1: Why not, man? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited well, for, for 2022 cuz we have a whole year to talk about it instead of 3 months.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and it's not like we have a whole lot to talk about, but we've got some momentum going already. Yeah. Um and for those who don't know, Mike, what are the dates? Uh, They are April 29th through May 1st,
1: 2022.
0: One of the biggest questions is when are tickets going on sale and when are vendor tables going on sale?
1: Everything will be going on sale. Also, the volunteers will be uh, opening up so you can volunteer. You can also apply for your press badges and your club tables and purchase your tickets and everything on the 4th of July when we celebrate our independence from corporate conventions.
0: Mm -hmm. so on the
1: 4th of july the website's going to go live i haven't decided on a time yet but just follow us on all those things philip just said and we leak stuff all the time so if you want to see it first just give a follow. Um, sometimes on a random Tuesday, I'm like, Phil, make a blog! And he's like, okay! Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then we spit out some random thing that's really, really cool. <laughs> like, we did that a couple weeks ago. Remember, I was on a really good phone call. I got off the mm-hmm. phone call. We called up Phil, and I said, Phil, I know you're at work, bro, and I know you're busy. But, mm-hmm. you think you could pump out a, a blog post that says this guy's gonna come, so uh, I can release and, it at some places? And what did I say? I said, yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah man ian McDermott is gonna come and uh yeah we got him we got him mm-hmm. so the emperor's the emperor's coming yeah Yes, right. um yep. he is coming to nashville tennessee and i don't know man i'll tell you what like what would you think what would you think because you you've been to a ton of cons what would you think the con price would be for a vip exclusive day with all the guest stars that are going to come and Ian McDermott,
0: minimum twelve to
1: fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, well we're right? we're going to be so much cheaper than that. It's ridiculous. Okay. And we're going to give you food, and we're going to give you pies, and we're going to give you ice cream, and
0: mm-hmm. we're going to
1: get everything. Come and be an ICCC f- VIP and see if you like any VIP experience anywhere. And I'm not just talking about conventions. I'm mm-hmm. talking about literally any VIP. Go on Royal Caribbean. And ask them what you get for three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. And it's not gonna be anywhere near it. Um the thing a is, glass is exactly, <laughs> <laughs> a glass of water. Exactly. tall glass of water. But that's what I mean. It's uh I I really want you to do I don't know, uh, yeah, we're the right age group. The Pepsi Challenge. Remember the Pepsi Challenge? Oh, I yeah. don't like Pepsi, but the Pepsi Challenge. Um, I want you to do the Pepsi Challenge with ICC Gun. If you can find a convention that gives you a better VIP experience for the money, um, I don't know, then tell me mm-hmm. about it and I don't know. I, I'll give you a hat or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's it, There's no way. There is no right. way. You can go out mm-hmm. there to any VIP anything because I've, I've done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I've done VIP at concerts and I've done VIP at... You know what I mean? I've done mm-hmm. VIP at uh nashville predators you know major league baseball teams football teams stuff like that and Mm -hmm. uh i have never experienced i mean yeah you go to a nfl football game and you get a skybox it's going to cost you five grand six grand and at least minimum more than that probably and then uh you get what do you get you get like they have hot dogs they have Mm -hmm fries they have sodas and beers and whatever and
0: maybe a meatball on a stick or exactly like, that. like mm-hmm.
1: a meatball on a stick but that's what i mean like that's if you spend many many thousands of dollars to go watch a professional sporting event that's as good as it gets i mean mm-hmm. there is no free pie there there mm-hmm. is no you know texas or tennessee barbecue there is no sandwiches delicious sandwiches or ice mm-hmm. creams there's you know it's not like that there's hot dogs chicken fingers maybe if you're lucky yeah, you, forgot to, you forgot to mention the orange chicken yeah the orange chicken forget about <laughs> it well they didn't even provide that man all that was in that vip room was a tepid water cooler in the corner that's mm-hmm. all that was in that vip room they didn't even have couches or anything it was just some folding chairs and mm-hmm. a tepid water it wasn't even a cold water cooler like i mean all you got to do is have a water cooler that's not broken and then your water would be
0: cool like right. that's what a water cooler is that's the words yeah. So the point is, it was more exciting being a VIP outside the VIP environment. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Except it really wasn't because they sat you in the same line for the convention store that took Mm -hmm. literally an entire day of my $750 Mm -hmm. badge. And then I got seven seven passes to the lottery winning blank, blank, blank one panel of -hmm. something that I never, ever, ever wanted to see a panel about in my life. hmm You know? But every other panel I didn't get because there's some sort of system that people like me with a regular badge that I only paid $1,400 for mm-hmm. don't get to go see panels. So anyway, I hope that yeah. was uh, not not too specific. I'm just talking well, about any random thing. Nothing in specific. It, no, no specific situation there.
0: It's all good. <laughs> well, hey, that's a... Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of detail here, but that uh, we've uh, all the details pretty much we have about uh, ICCC 2022 right now. Um, are there any specific changes, Mike, that uh, uh, we know we're going to make that uh, yeah, guests should mean... know about?
1: We're going to have the same venue. What I would like to do this year and what I'm going to try to do is because we hit our room block number and we only pitched this for three months because we waited till the election was over to even talk about mm. it. Right. Um, so what we did is the room block that we had last year, we really... we we filled it up we crushed our room block we were way over capacity on our room block but we did not sell out the entire hotel if we can sell out the entire hotel even though it seemed like there were very limited restrictions and we got to have room sales and we got to have this and we got to have that it would be ours ours so if we want to have the band 24 7 we could have the band 24 7 if we want to put on Mm -hmm. the movie in the courtyard we could if we want to I don't know like anything if you want to do uh, room sales all night long we can do that too like they the amount of accommodation they will give us if we rent every single hotel room goes up so once we blow out our room block which I have absolutely no doubt is going to happen very very soon um, Mm -hmm. I'll look it up here in a second actually I'm on the wrong computer
0: it's already happening.
1: Is it? Yeah. So it's, I, I know, I just looked at it two days after and that's the last time I checked and that was about a week and a half ago and it was over mm. 50%. Um, mm. So it's really crazy. Um, once we do that, once we knock out our room block, which I have no doubt, then hopefully we can fill up the rest of the rooms and that way we can completely take over the hotel and then it takes some restrictions off of us as the uh, planners of the mm-hmm. things we can do. Because even right. though it didn't seem we're restricted, we, we had a lot of restrictions on us that um, mm-hmm. we were able to fulfill. But it would be a lot easier and we'd be able to do a lot more fun things. You know what right. I mean? Like, we have right. a lot of ideas that we just can't do because it is a four-star hotel in Nashville. I mean, there's <laughs> some
0: rules, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, uh, so yeah, uh, our guest star visitors can expect a lot of improvements as well as some exciting new uh, uh, features and panels and guest stars and all kinds of crazy oh, yeah. stuff. I mean, we everyone knows about uh, Ian McDermott now, but uh, believe me, there's going to be much, much more to come. Right, Mike?
1: Oh, yeah, no, 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 there's mm-hmm. tons more to come. Um, we'll start doing more guest stars. But Ian is the one, we did him early, and the reason why is... Uh, Twofold. It's uh, number one, so everybody realizes that we are, I don't know, headed for the big time, you know. <laughs> and uh, that that's definitely one thing. And number two, it's because I want to see. Last year, it was all the faith, and that did work. It worked. Mm-hmm. It was like, have faith and we'll make it happen because there was no time. But this year we can build on this and we can have him and show him that he's he's coming and it can give a value to the people buying the tickets and stuff like that that'll mm-hmm. make our lives a lot easier, Phil. Because 100%. in the past it's always have to be, you know, get your tickets, get your tickets. Now it's like the emperor is coming, you're going to be a quarter of a foot away from him if you get VIP you can hang out with him all night.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you may see him at the bar a couple hours later, too. Right.
1: And by the way, you're going to get all your food for free because you're VIP. So, you know what I mean? I really don't think that it's going to be tough selling any of these. And I also think that um, we just, I don't know, man, I, you can feel the way it's changed. You can mm-hmm. feel the way it's changed. Instead of me being like, get ready, tickets will be on sale July 4th, it's people going, when are tickets going to be on sale? When are tickets... I mean, mm-hmm. I put up the Ask Mike section. That was half of the questions were, when are tickets going to be on sale?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that is really, really exciting to be a part of and to see happening. But yes, that's why I released Ian is because we I want to sell out this year, which is going to happen. <laughs> Um, and once we sell out this year, then we can, I'm, I'm being completely transparent here. I want to move to a bigger venue. I want this to be the biggest convention in the world inside of the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. And the reason why is because there are collectors in every part of this world. I know because of the IC that we have Mm -hmm. collectors from all over the world, China, Australia, everywhere, uh, Italy, South Africa, you know what I mean? Like everywhere Mm -hmm. and all these people, if you make it big enough, Then they can all come from everywhere, and then all the best toys in the entire world will come to one place once a year. And if you go back to very early in 2017, May 2017, when this became a a flash-in-the-pan idea or whatever, Mm
0: -hmm. you can
1: see that's something that I have always said since the beginning. The whole point of this is to bring all the collectors together to one place every single year. Right, That's the point, and that'll always Mm -hmm. be the point, and we will accommodate and grow it and make it big enough to handle however many of you want to come but yeah get your tickets for this year because it's going to (laughs) be something else and magic and small enough for it to still be do you know what i mean yeah i was there and i saw aerosmith in xyz bar way back in the day exactly or else you're gonna have to say i was there when icc con was you know not as
0: big as san diego comic con (laughs) <laughs> so dude we've been talking about this a while i think we've covered a lot um i think that we're all looking forward to 2022 and uh you know again if anybody has any two, i mean two things i want to point out any suggestions make sure you get them to mike or i for improving uh, the con but i think july 4th is going to be that key date for a lot of people particularly vendors clubs artists that kind of thing um you're gonna to wanna to take action on July fourth because uh uh there's gonna be limited inventory and uh make sure you get in early, right, Mike? Yeah,
1: and really it's it's not a it's not a, a hype thing that we're trying to do here. I wanna make sure everybody knows the reason why we're saying this is because every single vendor that we have talked to personally has mm-hmm. said not only are they coming back, but they want more tables. I had a major vendor that goes to other cons give me his business card and ask if he could rent the entire video game room. I said no, but (laughs) (laughs) still, you know what I mean? We're on the radar of a lot of people, and I don't want... Because what happens is I I love everybody, and I want to be friends with everybody. I want to be close friends with everybody. I want to be nice and kind to everybody. That's what I want to do. The problem is, is when people that are friends of mine write me like... You know, three weeks after the tables sell out, and I can't do anything because the way we do it is the first to buy is the first to pick their spot. I can't give you the same spot as last year. I can't do any favors i mean it's just not the way it works and that's the only way that it's fair and that has been our ethos since the first year and it hasn't really come up until last year you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we always had just enough vendor tables or they just filled day of or we had just not enough this year we had like a 25 person waiting list and person waiting list not table waiting list people Mm -hmm. so that means some of those had two or three tables they wanted Mm -hmm. i am and with everybody saying they want more tables next year from the tables that they bought this year or they want the same spot, but two more additional tables. I mean, Phil, I I just don't – there's nothing we can do. And that's no. what I want people to know is it has to be fair. We have to keep the same
0: mm-hmm.
1: basic set of rules. It's what the IC was built on. It's what ICC is built on. We have to, mm-hmm. we have to stick to the rules. If we don't stick to the rules, then it's not fair for everybody. And is it is it going to be a bummer for some people? Yeah, when you don't get your table, it's going to be a bummer. And I'm sorry, it is. But mm-hmm. I can't I can't play favorites because it's just not fair.
0: Right. So exactly.
1: That's what I want to I want to communicate. Don't screw around. Just grab mm-hmm. the table. It's easy. You're going to grab right. it anyway. But yeah. instead of wringing your hands about it, I mean, if you grab it the day after, with what happened with the hotel rooms, just that between that first day and second day with the hotel rooms, mm-hmm. and I didn't announce it everywhere. I announced Mm -hmm. it only on our Facebook pages, only on my Facebook pages and stuff like that. I think I put a little post without a link on Instagram Mm -hmm. that just said hotels on sale. So we haven't put any money behind it. We haven't put it out on any other podcasts. This is the first time we're talking about it on our podcast. So Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that it's like even Ian McDermott, man, I haven't put that out to like star Wars Autograph universe or any, Mm -hmm. any of the big ones. It's, it's all like secret to just the IC people or people that have been to the con before. Right. So right, that's right. how I'm trying to help people have a chance to buy. But man, the way those hotels went, the way those hotel went, it, it, there is no way if you are clicking on three different computers to be the first vendor to buy your vendor table that mm. you're going to be the one that gets it. I mean, unless right. you are just lucky, because it's exactly. I, there's no way they won't already be halfway or three quarters of the way sold through after the first day. And then what do you do? Cause you're right. already picking way down the list. You exactly. know what I mean? So that's all it is. Uh, it's if, if you can come great, if you can't come understand, but, uh, I just don't want anybody to think that it's going to be like past years where mm-hmm. they can wait six months, eight months. You know what I mean? It's right. Right. I don't know. know, Just because I'm always the one that gets those phone calls. Hey, Mike, can you fit me in? (laughs) I just need like two tables, man. Dude, they've been sold out for three weeks. What do you want? I can't help you.
0: Right. So, I mean, I guess the the, the bottom line here, Mike, is if you have a serious case of uh, ICCC FOMO, right? Yeah. Uh, Fear of messing up. Uh, Make sure you book your hotel room now uh, and make sure that you take action getting your tickets uh, uh, and your vendor tables. On July 4th. Also,
1: club tables, man. Club Club tables. tables, Please, clubs, please Mm -hmm. get your table immediately. I had some clubs that I reached out to this year. And I understand it was coronavirus, so people waited. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what I mean? Like clubs, Mm -hmm. I had so many clubs this year I had to turn down. I felt bad. And that was this year during coronavirus when I had numerous clubs that came in the past that said they couldn't make it for coronavirus concerns. Right. So, I don't know. I'm just... I wish I had a, that's the reason why I see us having to, as you said, scale uh, Mm -hmm. very soon after this next one is just because it's, I already know we don't have enough space for everybody.
0: That's right. Yeah. That is right. So. 100% fact.
1: All right. So anyway, that's it. I'll leave it alone, but I just, that's (laughs) because, you know what, man, for the couple hundred or thousand people or whatever it is that actually Mm -hmm. listen to our podcast or since we took a you know, year hiatus or whatever, who will actually <laughs> listen to this one. It's only a couple oh, yeah. of months, really, so, but... Uh, no, no, yeah. no, I'm just teasing. But you couple of folks that are listening right now, I just want to give this information to you. So I'm not going out there saying this everywhere, but... um. Just, you know, take heed, because if if you have enough heart in it... You know why I want to tell the podcast listeners? Because this podcast got me something very, very special. So did other podcasts I do, because I am not a podcaster. This podcast got me the co-host you are currently listening to. Because without a podcast, Philip would not be in my life because that's how he was first introduced to my craziness. And somehow he drank all the Kool-Aid I will give him, and now he's <laughs> part of the machine. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It's, it's an amazing story. We talked about it on an earlier po- podcast. But, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's what know. I'm
1: saying, man. I mean, that's you never know where special things will come, so always try your hardest at everything you do.
0: And... Sometimes the greatest connections in your life come from the littlest threads, Oh yeah. right? So. Oh, yeah.
1: You never know. You never know, so exactly. never discount anything. Same thing goes for hunting vintage toys, by the way. hmm Absolutely. You never know where the next vintage pile will come from. So keep hunting. Um, we'll see you on the IC. We'll see you uh, at ICCCon. And I'm sure we'll run into you at conventions throughout the year because we both frequent conventions. So as long as right. people start having them, we'll go.
0: You got it. (laughs) And uh, like we mentioned earlier, um, our uh, classic uh, IC 101, the news and ICC update will be coming back uh, in our next podcast, which will not take another three months to do. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening to us today ramble about uh, ICCCon. And we've got uh, Ask Mike up next. Ask Mike. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things.
1: Welcome to another Ask Mike section of I T Star Wars. What happens is I put up a post on the Imperial Commissary, the original Imperial Commissary, and I say, ask me anything in the comments about me, about the IC, ICCCon, Star Wars, Music City Havens, IC Star Wars, anything. I will do my best to answer it off the cuff on the airwaves, and uh, then the time to dust off the mic, make another podcast, blah, 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 blah. I don't look at any of the questions ahead of time, so they are fresh for the show, and uh, thank you to everybody that listens. But Um, I put up that post yesterday, as I always put it up, and I got a whole bunch of likes and a whole bunch of comments, so we're going to start going through those here, and uh, we will get this Ask ask Mike section underway. All right, first comment is from Matt Brookins. Why is the sky blue? Well, that's a tough one. Um, I think it has to do with the way the light reflects uh, reflects off the water and the atmosphere, and since three-quarters of the world is covered in water... I don't know. It's blue. I don't know if that's the rules, but I think that sounds good. Um, Kirk Keck. I guess you can't ask me anything. <laughs> Kirk Keck says, when do the volunteer forms come out for ICCC 2022? Uh, the volunteer forms, I will try to have the volunteer page available when tickets go on sale and everything will be going on sale. Tickets, vendor tables, club tables, uh, VIP badges, uh, everything. Um Everything, volunteers, everything will be going on July 4th, the 4th of July, when we celebrate our independence from corporate conventions. What do you think of that? Um, some other people commented on that one. Came here to ask the same, came here to ask the same. Uh, will there be any programming about Frank Herbert's dune at the next ICC Con coming from Narand Kavara? Uh, Narand, yeah man um, I know you, your local Tennessee guy Bring it man, definitely If, you are, if you're into something And you want to see more of it on ICCCon, If it's not my particular thing That's okay um, I always want to see new stuff I always want to learn about new fandoms And uh, why not man, a lot of people are into Dune I think there's a big Dune There's They're, they're making the new one So if you're really into Dune And you want to do something Dune related Let me know, I'm always open to ideas For sure Uh, David Quinn. David Quinn has a really cool podcast. David Quinn's podcast is Prototypes and Pre-Production, I think. Uh, Yeah, Prototypes and Pre-Production. It's a podcast that really delves into pre-production of Kenner's Star Wars. So it's really good. Um, You should check it out. It's very, very well done. Uh, But David Quinn asks, What is the most challenging thing about this year's ICCC? During that weekend, what was... A special, more personal moment for you. Something that you experience specifically that you will always stay with you. What is a goal for the next one that is different than goals from previous years? Um, Let me answer each one of those at a time. So his first question was, what was the most challenging thing about this year's ICCC? Um... There were a couple challenging things, but obviously the most challenging thing was COVID. I mean, we had to fill out so many forms and requests and health code rules and masks and PPP or PPE and uh, rubber gloves and sanitizing wands and how do you get guest stars? It was tough to get guest stars because very few guest stars were ready to come out. Very few were vaccinated already um it was it was really really tough um it was a shortened schedule because we had everything that went on with the elections in america over the winter so it was very very tough to pull it off but it did happen um so that was awesome uh but uh What was the most challenging thing? It had to be coronavirus. It was unbelievably challenging. You could see how challenging it is. There's still corporate conventions that are canceling their conventions, or uh, at best, starting in 2022. Um, When it's very, very easy to do it, well, it's not easy. It's tough. It's hard. It was hard. It was hard to do. Um, But we got it done, and it can be done. And I think sometimes... Uh, difficulty should not be whether or not you do something. If something is hard, you shouldn't run away from it. You should try to achieve it. I mean, that's the point. Why work hard? Why, you know, train hard? Why do anything hard to get better, to be the best, to grow, grow? So keep growing. I don't know. I I think that the most challenging thing was coronavirus, but I don't want to sound, because I know a lot of people are looking at ICCC now, and I know a lot of people are tuning in, and I don't want to sound like I'm saying it's too tough to do, because it was not. It was definitely doable, but it brought in an entire wild card that had nothing to do with the normal planning of a convention. So that was the toughest, most challenging thing this year, because I had to learn about I don't know, medical things that I don't know. But uh, now I do. So it all worked out. Um, During the, you know what else is challenging, man? And I'll be honest. What else is challenging is people, um, people that don't support it. I mean, I've seen people that used coronavirus as the excuse for why they couldn't make it this year. um, Going on a vacation literally the week after with no masks. Uh, I saw, I don't know. I don't like the way people don't, Um, they come and they enjoy the show and they collect the badges and they do this and they do that, but they do it all in secret and they don't tell their little group of friends because God forbid they come to the IC fun thing because you remember they used to pick on the IC. Um, I don't know. I really, that's the toughest part is why people that supposedly love this hobby try doing everything in their power to pull in the opposite direction. I'd say that's the most difficult for every year. Um, This year it was less challenging because it didn't matter whether they didn't like it or didn't want to come or whatever. It didn't matter. There were a ton of people and it was a blast. Um, But... You know, all those people that couldn't come because they were immune compromised, all those people that couldn't come because they didn't have a vaccine or whatever the reason was, that's totally awesome and I understand it and I will see you next year. And I, the, the door is always open and maybe I'm wrong, but it's tough for me to believe that they couldn't make the trip when, you know, you see them traveling the globe to extremely expensive, rare locations the week after. But what do I know? Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. Your second question. During the weekend, what was the most special, more personal moment for you? Something that you experienced specifically that will always stay with you? Uh, me, what I experienced specifically was the team. Um, it was everybody coming together. The team worked to like a well-oiled machine. It was perfection. It was unbelievably good. Everything was controlled. Um, Even the only thing we had, we had a couple complaints and it was people saying, well, I didn't like how you had to walk out to walk back in. We literally put on a convention during a pandemic. And the way we were able to do that is they gave us a extremely strict and difficult book of rules And we had to stick to all those rules. And one of those rules was we only were allowed to have 750 people at a time inside the vendor area. So we had people, uh, we had security at the front and at the end, like that exit, and at the beginning counting how many people were in there at a time. So as soon as 10 people left, then we could count 10 more in from the front door. So that's why you may have experienced a little bit of waiting in line, and I understand that, but we were moving... Tons and tons of people through, um, and we were limited to only allowing 750 inside the building at all times. Uh, So, well, not inside the building, inside the section where the convention was. The lobby and the uh, area with the pool and everything, that was all hotel area, so it didn't count towards our numbers, but it was all difficult. But uh, that was, but the most personal moment, I would say, uh, well, you know, man, what happened is we go and we have a uh, little shindig just for the staff, just for the leadership team, not, not just volunteers, but the leadership team. People that have put in an entire year of their life building this convention that get no credit. Um, I throw a party on Monday at my house after the con and uh the party all the guest stars come to it and because they catch their flights later in the day and we hang out by the pool we have some beers and you know just have a good time and i looked around at the faces of the people there and from the movie stars to the staff to my wife all of them i could call family and that really, really resonated with me this year. I mean, I've always done that party and it's always kind of felt like that. And I love the guest stars. And it's always been this awesome connection whenever we do that day at my house. Um, but this year I just, I looked around and cause a lot of these people, when we did the first year or second year, either they didn't come the first year or they weren't part of the leadership team first year or the ones that were part of the leadership team first year. Um, You know, it was a much smaller team. So people have come on, people have grown, and I have become really good friends with these people. And uh, I don't know, it was a really, really nice day on a random Monday in April. And uh, it had nothing really to do with the convention. Um, As far as the convention, the thing that I was happiest about was... uh, you know, it was no super spreader event. There was nothing. I, I mean, I, I don't know what happened and I'm not trying to make any claims whatsoever. But I mean, if a bunch of people would have gotten sick or something, we would have heard about it. And I do believe 100% that our preventative measures and the time and work we put in on safety protocols Made it safe for everyone. And I think that is amazing. So my hat is off to Nat Rains, my uh, security detail. They were unbelievably phenomenal. Stephen Hopwood, who came out of nowhere and just was great um, as our EMT, top notch. Uh, even Greg Sipes' brother busted his nose. And I saw Stephen Hopwood fixing him up. And I was like, Oh, are you all right, man? He's like, This is awesome. You got a guy on site to fix you up if you bust yourself up. And uh, it was, he was such a nice guy, but he just uh, stumbled on one of the ramps. <laughs> so, But he's all right. Um, but that was so cool. Everything was handled. I mean, security, I couldn't believe how great security was. It, uh, Like, I mean, somebody lifted, maybe stole a painting. And uh, they ended up, Tim Chapman, uh, one of our security guys, who's actually the IT guy for the con, he's on the leadership team. And uh, Tim Chapman uh, caught him in the lobby. <laughs> got the guy out of there, got the painting back and brought it back and it was in room sales. It had nothing to do with security. It had nothing to do with the time the convention was open at all. It, uh, but that's how good our security was. And that's because of the security team, which is phenomenal, who had a lot to do with the safety. Um, thank you so much to my wonderful wife, um, who works a real job. So she knew what safety protocols were and was willing to take a trip with me to uh, Disney to learn how to do everything safely. Um, and allowed me to fill our front hallway with uh, PPE for four months. Um We had everything. Light ones, thermometers. If anybody needs a good deal on a bunch of PPE, you let me know. And then the next one, um, his next question, David Quinn's next question. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Um, What is a goal for the next one that'll be different from your goals for previous years? Um, What'll be happening in the next one is I want to scale. I want to go big. I want to go giant very, very soon. So what has to happen in order for that to happen is we have to, for lack of a better way of saying it we have to slim down the guest star section and make the guest stars more poignant so fewer guest stars draw more people um the reason why is as soon as we sell out i I fully intend to sell out of tickets this year um well not this year we just did this year next year um 2022 i fully intend to sell out of tickets vendor tables club tables Um, and there will be a full packed house and I intend to completely sell out the hotel that is already three quarters of the way sold and I just announced it a week ago. Um, So I'm really, really excited and what'll happen is once it all sells out, which will happen really, really quick, Um, And once we can't sell tickets, then the actual hype will create itself for future years because it will be a con that completely sells out um, really, really quick. I mean, shoot. Our VIP is the cheapest on the planet with free food, free pie, free ice cream, free sodas, free drinks, free lunches. And you get to spend an entire Friday with Ian McDermott. I mean... I have no doubt those are going to sell out within a half an hour on the first day. Um, Actually, you know what? Knock on wood, forget that. I have no doubt that they will probably maybe hopefully sell some of them one day. (laughs) Um, But the next one, uh, so yeah, what I want to do is once it's all sold out and I get to hang up the sold out signs and everybody misses out on it because um, there were a lot of people that missed out on it this year and they're going to be able to come next year because no more corona um, or vaccines or whatever whatever your plan is to get to ICCCon in 2022. You got a year to figure it out, but you should do it. It's going to be phenomenal. It is the best price going. And as soon as we sell out, people will realize the, uh, the actual draw of this because um, I saw it this year. We had so many people, it was bonkers. Um, and then we can go into a major actual total venue venue and make it a big giant convention. I want it to be a big giant convention, but I want it to still be cost effective. I want it to be the size of a city and still be cost effective for a family of four. That's the plan and uh, that won't happen next year, but this year will be a great, great, great solid foundation to leap off of. And next year will be, oof, I'm so excited. I mean, I love the Sheridan and I love the staff and I absolutely love them, but I don't see how this convention can grow um, after next year at the same venue, just because it's going to be bonkers next year, but we won't have Corona, so it's fine. It can be crazy. Um, I don't know. But also, I don't know. It's... There's lots of things in the air. This convention just ended, but thank you so much, David Quinn, for the questions. I know David Quinn always gives us great coverage for ICCCon and EO. He comes down to the con, so much love, brother. I appreciate you. Ryan Brad, what's your biggest vintage wild find ever? Um, I found it out in Alabama, man. Um, Somebody called me off the Imperial Commissary, And he said, hey, Mike, uh, I see you're looking to buy collections. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I found this one down in Alabama. And I went down to Alabama. And there was this guy, and he had this basement. And it was some, like, third nephew twice removed. And he had this basement, and it was just chock full of everything you could think of. Every book ever written. um, Typewriters, screen printers, this, that, and the other. And, like all the carded action figures from the black hole flash gordon uh some star wars but it wasn't it was a lot of star wars i'd say it was like 60 star wars carded figures um some vehicles but it was mostly like everything else lone ranger uh indiana jones uh everything you could think of that is kind of in our wheelhouse and uh that one was probably the biggest ever i mean it it filled filled my truck and i mean it was a giant mound and i gave the guy that found it for me i paid 10 percent for anybody that finds a wild find for me of what i paid but i gave him this 10 percent. but i also gave him a couple carded figures vintage carded figures and i gave him all the modern because i couldn't fit it and it was an entire truckload and he had a full-size pickup of yeah. modern and then it was an entire truckload and i mean like I had a GMC Sierra 1500 at the time with a big quad cab, and uh, it was full in the cab, it was full on the passenger seat, and the entire bed was a giant hump that I covered in a giant tarp. Um, It was crazy. I mean, it was in my garage for a month and a half while I weeded through it. But it was a really, it was just such volume. I found another one where there's a ton of volume and I know where it is, but I mean, it's got a whole bunch of like ceramic stuff besides a little bit of Star Wars, so I don't think it's going to be great. Um, But yeah, that was the biggest. Alabama. John Cousins, what's the address of the place we're having lunch? Ha, I just got back from lunch with John. Uh, Aiden Delaney, what's your opinion on the rising prices of figures like Warwick? Um, I think Warwick's always been expensive. I think Warwick is a total hassle if you're trying to collect all 96. Um, His bow is very, very difficult to get. I mean, not impossible, but a total hassle. It was definitely an Achilles piece for me. I think I bought two Repro Warwick bows before I found out they were Repro. And then I bought a Warwick with a Repro bow and didn't know. And then I learned exactly what Repro Warwick bows looked like. And then I never bought another one and I paid through the nose for my Warwick. And that was, shoot, eight years ago when I got him. Cause I wasn't a completist as a kid, you know? Um, So yeah. That, I, even then he was expensive, and I think he will continue to get expensive. I don't really... I was talking actually to John, the guy above you, today at lunch about this. I don't really know if Star Wars is on the rise, rise. I don't think any collectibles are on the rise. I think people are getting older and have extra money, whether it be from crypto or whatever, and they have money in their pocket, and it's the 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds instead of... The, you know, ones that used to be 30 or 40. Um, There's a new batch of 30 and 40 year olds. And those ones have some money and I think they're spending it on toys. And if you're going to be a big Star Wars collector, I mean, you're always going to want the vintage line. It's what started the whole world. Um, Big shout out to Jim Swearingen for that one. (laughs) Uh, John Peck. Do you think you and Andrea will officially open up a modern toy store in 2022? I will never open a modern toy store Do I think Andrea will open a modern toy store and I will have a vintage half of that modern toy store? Yes, um, I do. Uh, Andrea is she loves Star Wars and she just wants to play it more. Um, And what's been happening is I could use a store in Nashville, she could use a store in Nashville. And the reason why is because people always ask us, where can we go buy Star Wars stuff in Nashville? And we always have to say, Walmart, Target, or nowhere. Um, So... She thinks that there's money in Modern. I have bought Modern because I am an impulse buyer and I have tons of it. So if she can find the money to open a store in Modern that we already have in our house, then great. Um, and if so, then I will match whatever that number is that she comes up with, and then we'll open a really nice store or something like that. I don't know, we haven't really gone that far down that road yet. She is selling some things and it is working. And I do know that my wife, whatever she sets her mind to, she gets done. She is a very, uh, very, very smart and talented and focused individual. Uh, how do you come up with a name for the IC? Were there any other ones that you considered or dare it come to you in a vision? Wow, wow, wow. No, nah, it wasn't a vision, bro. Um, I used to work at the West Point Officers Club. I was a bartender for four years in uh, New York. And... Um, it's where I went to college. Well, I went to college near there. I went to Mount St. Mary. And uh, so I worked at the West Point Officers Club. Anyway, uh, I worked there for a long time. And there was a place on the base where everybody went to go get their supplies. Cigarettes, food, whatever. And it was called the Commissary. It was called the Base Commissary. So, Imperials were always my favorite. Bad guys are always my favorite. Bad guys are awesome because they have cool helmets. And, uh... So I just said Imperial, and then a commissary is where everybody goes to buy stuff. And I wanted it to be a place where everybody goes to buy stuff. That's why it says buy, sell, and trade in the name. So uh, just came out of, like, personal, just personal life, you know? I mean, I knew the name for the word commissary. I knew what commissary meant as a buy, sell, trade place. Um, well, a purchasing place, you know, at a, on an army base. And I figured the Imperials are an army. So Imperial Commissary, yeah, it's, that's it. It really wasn't a brain buster, but it's a good name and I like it. And uh, I think it's super fun and some people think I'm super smart, but I, I didn't think of it at the time. But uh, everybody has to say it every day, whether you like the IC or don't like the IC or are a fan or are a uh, whatever, you still say, you know, I see that car, I see that bacon and egg sandwich Yeah, you you say I see every day, even if you don't know it. I think that's hilarious. Uh, Eric Schweitzer, I have a question about Palatoy card backs. I would like to have a Boba Fett graded with a Palatoy cardback loose and also with a Palatoy free giveaway flyer. Is there a specific Boba Fett needed for that card? And if so, what variation is it? Um, It depends on the card. Uh, but yeah, probably, you know what? It depends on the card, but also if it's just like a TriLogo card, it could either be what people call Meccano, or it could be what people call PBP, or they call it TriLogo. TriLogo is technically a uh, incorrect term. Technically, TriLogo applies to Meccano, which was the French figure, which is the darker color. Um, that does also come on TriLogo cards, um, if you notice any graded. Uh, Boba Fett's like that. The Meccano Boba Fett's graded will be labeled as Tri-Logo Boba Fett's. Um, And the PBP will be labeled PBP. PBP is the lighter color one, the one that everyone calls Tri-Logo Boba Fett's, even though it's not. (laughs) That's a funny thing about vintage Star Wars collecting. Sometimes it doesn't matter what the fact is or not. It's what the narrative has become. Uh, but yes, so Trilogo FETs are incorrect. What you want is a PVP FET, but if you're looking to buy one, it's the one that everybody calls a Trilogo FET. But the real Trilogo FET is the Meccano FET, which most people don't even know what it is when somebody puts it up for sale. And uh, I don't know, that one is technically the Trilogo FET. So I yeah. hope that I confused you well. <laughs> Sorry, brother. But uh it's it really is. You want a logo fet or a PBP fet, but technically a trilogo fet is the Meccano, so there you go. Sam Sam's, what is Clipper? Mm-hmm. Clipper is a company that manufactured and packaged Star Wars figures. Well, I don't know if they packaged them all because a lot of them are wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they package some, but a lot of them are wraps. They'll have a sticker that goes around a regular Kenner card, and it's called a Clipper wrap. And that was in Amsterdam, Brussels, stuff like that. So anywhere mm-hmm. that got Dutch figures, um, those would be Clipper. So, uh, it's like Lily Letty is in Mexico, or Palatoy is in England, or Herbert is in Herbert is in uh, Italy, or Meccano is in France, or uh, Toltoys is in Australia. All of those are different companies that manufactured Star Wars in their respective countries. Um, so that's what Clipper is. Clipper is uh, Brussels, Amsterdam, the Dutch, the windmills, stuff like that. Um, Dave O'Brien Do you have any model trim in your collection? Nope What do you think of that line of Star Wars? Um, I think it's cool I think uh, Patsy collects model trim He's a really nice guy And they are really cool Um, The original reason why I didn't have model trim Is a stupid reason But um, I have glass shelves Where I put my bootlegs Or most of my bootlegs And uh, I was afraid that one of them would drop And shatter the glass shelf Because they're so heavy and lead Um, but no, I actually, somebody tried to rip me off on a Boba Fett card that I was getting rid of, that I was trading for some other stuff, um, or no, it was an Uze, I was trading for some other stuff, and somebody tried to rip me off with model trim, so I learned about them, and, uh, I don't know, I get bad taste in my mouth when people try to rip me off with something, but, uh, I have been thinking about collecting some model trim because Patsy is an awesome guy, and his collection is phenomenal. And uh, I've really started liking them. I don't I don't like certain collectibles when there's not somebody awesome and nice to help you and to help people that don't know as much. Um, I don't like when there's only elitists. So certain things that I don't collect, you'll see, because I haven't found somebody that's super nice and kind in that specific area of Star Wars yet. I'm sure I will, because there's wonderful people in every area of Star Wars. Um, but Patsy is wonderful, and uh, he does model trim. So I have been thinking about it. Uh, What do I think of it? I think it's a cool line. It's made out of lead. It is wild, and the Boba Fett looks like a Dalek, so how could you not think it's awesome? Uh, Robert McGregor, what do you foresee the impact being of NFTs on the toy collecting hobby? What's an NFT? Not for trade? Non-file teeth? Naboo? Fiesta? Tacos? I don't know what an NFT is. Am I out of touch? Is that like cryptocurrencies? I think everything's going to go up, man. But I also don't think crypto is going to last forever because they keep using it for like hostage things like the pipeline. So I think that that's going to get shut down eventually. I think that's what crypto is, not NFTs, right? I don't know. Non-fire times <laughs> NFTs. Here, hold on. I'll Google it. Give me one second. NFT. All right, I'm looking it up right now. NFT. What is NFT? Non fungible tokens. Yeah, all right, I was right. Unit of data stored in digital ledger called blockchain that certifies digital access, unique, therefore, interchangeable. Oh, you mean like if somebody takes a picture of something and then, like, I don't know, man. Those are already going down, I hear. It was that one guy that sold, like, a $65 million digital photograph to some other guy. They used to call that money laundering back in the day, and you can go watch Mickey Blue Eyes and find out how they do all of that. Because it was a silly show with Hugh Grant way back in the day. And uh, it will really tell you the whole secrets to... uh, What stuff like that is really about. Because I call it shenanigans. Maybe it is a thing. Maybe it will be a thing. But what do I know? I'm old. That's why I play with vintage toys. Um. (laughs) All right. Next up. Let me see here. Got to get back to the ass mic. Next up was... Yeah, so NFTs. I think everything's going to go up. But I think that's completely worldwide. Like I was saying before. Is it Star Wars that's getting more expensive? Or is money getting worth less money? um i know it's a crazy thing to say but i think it's fact i mean think of how cheap a soda was when we were growing up and how much more it is i mean if you figure 35 years the change in a price of coca-cola has gone from 50 cents to three bucks in a gas station so if you do that over the next 60 years so do it two more times or almost two more times You're figuring by the time we retire, if we could still drink Coca-Cola, which we probably can't, but by the time we are, like, 70, um, then a Coca-Cola on that scale is going to be costing, what, nine bucks? Huh. So, I I don't know. Yes, I think money's getting less valuable. Um, So, buy things. Um Sam Sams, please keep doing your live sales despite frustrations. do you get a chance to watch other live sales? Um I watch live sales. I pop in from time to time, but just to be honest, most live sales don't really have anything I need. i I usually have and I'm not trying to say like I have too much stuff, but I love it. I love Star Wars and I buy tons of it. so, I'm not really looking for even a yak face loose or something like that. I mean, if you have an entire collection with two carded yak faces, I'm your Huckleberry. But uh, I've never seen a live auction that does that. That would be awesome. Um, I would watch my live auctions and buy some of the stuff I sell because some of it goes really, really cheap. Um, And I don't know, if I see a hundred bucks on the floor, I'm gonna pick it up. Uh, but I'll keep doing them, man. Uh, the only reason why I might do them a little bit less is because the summer is coming. And the summer is coming and COVID is going away and people are taking their masks off and mask regulations are getting lifted. And what that's going to mean is everybody is not going to be in their house Friday evenings. So we're doing a one tonight. I'm doing one. And uh, we'll see how it works out. If there's people around watching it, I'm all about doing them. I love hanging out with you guys. Um, but if nobody watches it... I mean, there were 30-something people on last time. But when we were hitting numbers like 90 uh, for live watchers at a time... And even the after numbers, I think 900 people watched my live auction last time. Whereas usually it's four or five, 6,000 people. So, I mean, not to, not to be that guy, but... As we were doing the live auction, everybody on it was like, oh, my wife just came in the room, got to go to dinner, you know, and that happened with literally two or three people on that live auction. So that's what's starting to happen. And I I think that's wonderful. These live auctions were originally intended to be something to fill the time, Uh, to fill the time where we were all stuck home with coronavirus. And that's what they did. Um, And that's what they'll continue to do. I'll still have them, man. Tell your friends. If there's enough people watching, it is fun for me. Um, If there's just a handful of people watching and it's not really back and forth or anything like that, it's it's tough to sit there for three hours and talk. Um, So talk to me. Talk to me on the live auctions and uh, tell your friends to come hang out. Uh, how do we get the VIP treatment at next year's ICC Con? All you got to do is buy a VIP ticket. They will sell out. The reason why they will sell out here, I'm going to be honest with you folks right now, and I know not a billion people listen to the podcast, but for the ones of you that do, here's the hot tip. If you want a VIP ticket, buy it the first day. Buy it the first second of the first day. They are going to sell out. Literally, the VIP ticket will come with, you ready? A VIP exclusive gift. It'll come with, All Friday, because we're changing it, there will be no more general admission on Friday. Friday will be VIP only. All Friday, with Ian McDermott, well, not all Friday, I think VIP starts at 2 p.m. till 7 p.m. or something like that, or 6 p.m., but still, four or five hours, something like that, with all the guest stars there, all the vendors there, you get first dibs on everything at ICCCon, um... All, everybody's there. It's a full-size, full-scale, live convention with everything going on except we only allow the 350 people that buy VIP tickets in the building. So, well, and vendors and, like, me and my wife and the staff but, <laughs> and the movie stars, but um, no, that's that's the way it works. You get uh, You get the VIP ticket and you get free pie and you get food all days and you get snacks and treats and free ice cream and free everything. Free sodas, free drinks, free lunch, everything. It's it's awesome. You get line skips. Um, if if you need them for a certain star or something, you get line skips. There's a different line for uh, Ian McDermott. If you have VIP, uh, you get a different section for the stage. When there's the stage shows, you get the front bunch of roles, uh, stuff like that. VIP really gets... VIP has a better VIP experience than any other convention on the planet. Uh, The reason why I say that is because I've never been to one that offers you a ham sandwich, let alone Tennessee barbecue with homemade pies and ice cream and sodas and everything. So get your VIP ticket immediately early, icnashville.com. John Egner. What is a good product to use to clean vintage figures? Soap and water, John. Anything else has the chance to damage the figures. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of dirt on a stormtrooper. There were sandtroopers too. Move along, move along. Sean Willett, I have many questions that I will save for when I meet you in person at ICCC 2022. I suppose the most important question right now is when will you release a VIP vendor artist volunteer information for ICC 2022? Well, always follow along on Facebook.com groups forward slash ICCollectorsCon or follow along on Facebook.com forward ICCC Nashville um, or www.nashville.com and all that information will start leaking out there but um, you'll find it all on 4th of July when we celebrate our independence from corporate conventions with uh, the release of tickets and everything for ICCCon 2022 which will be April 29th through May 1st, 2022. Last question is Antonio Colunga. Will you end up making a movie regarding your life and your love of Star Wars? <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to end up making a TV show, man, like really soon. Uh, it's definitely on a lot of burners and it's pretty cool, but that's all I could say about that. Um... But yeah, hopefully, hopefully I will. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, if you know a movie producer, you got George Lucas's number, tell him to hit me up. I'm ready to make a movie about it. But uh, I love you all. Thank you for asking Mike and asking me questions. Have a great weekend and enjoy the podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another amazing episode of IC Star Wars. Thank you very much, Philip Brown, for being my co-host. Be sure to check out the Imperial Commissary at www.imperialcommissary.com. Follow us on Instagram at ICCCNashville. Uh, We have a Twitter page as well at ICCCNashville. Check out the convention website, icnashville.com. Also, go over to the convention Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash icnashville and also we have the convention Facebook page if you've already been or if you have questions about Con, go on over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IC also check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Imperial Commissary we will see you soon on the next episode of IC Star Wars